0: Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Amateur Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. This is my second guest episode of Rational Creatures with co-creator Anya Steiner and actor Derek Casada.
1: I'm Anya and I am co-writer, co-director, co-everything
2: of Rational Creatures. Hello, my name is Derek Casada, and I am a Chicago local actor performer and I played Lewis in Rational Creatures.
0: Thank you both for being here. Today we're gonna to be discussing episodes nine and ten. And I'm so grateful that you picked these ones, Derek, because like nine, ten, and eleven are really Lewis's big arc. And before we get into it, I just have to say that I was more invested in Lewis and Ben than I was in Arnold and Fred.
2: That's common.
1: <laughs> it was so good.
2: I'm so glad that you guys want to talk about these episodes. They were a tough thing to film, looking back on it. These are all very long episodes, too, like for us. There's
1: so
0: much happens in these episodes. Episode 9 is the trip to Lyme. The group all go on a hiking trip. Ben and Anna immediately are bonding over the fact that they're the only non-couple there and looking at each other in solidarity. They also bond over music and the fact that they're both bi. It doesn't seem to be subtext that they're both like, "Hey, the person that I love is with someone else over there." Lewis has a panic attack. Fred is completely useless. Anna is helpful. Then Ben steps in, knight in shining armor. But also, he and Lewis have this bit where it looks like they're going to kiss, and it's beautiful. Lewis says, "Can you stay?" And I felt for Ben so bad. How long has Lewis been killing him?
2: What about Lewis though? How do? What about how he feels? <laughs> <laughs> I know poor Ben, but poor Lewis. Oh no! It's been uh, the ringer this episode. Yeah,
0: awful for Lewis. He's like, why am I in the woods? Everything here is scary, and I'm supposed to be doing schoolwork, and I've just been like distracted from schoolwork by this cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: whoa was is was Lewis. <laughs>
0: It was really hard to watch. I think the best line in this episode goes to Ben on sad music. But also, it's kind of, again, it's like they're talking about something else at the same time. That it's not about feeling better, it's about feeling seen. That was yeah. really, really beautiful. What do you guys remember about recording this episode?
1: I was doing most of the like camera work. Well, first of all, this, it was very like logistically complicated. Because there, there were so many people in the scene. You need to capture so many different reactions and stuff, but then also, like, honestly, I just kind of black out on
2: set, like, I don't have a ton of memories. Focus Shari, on the work, getting it done for me. It was interesting because the order of the episode is not the order that we filmed it in. We started with the second, the latter half of the episode for episode nine, and that was like the start of filming season two, if I remember correctly, right? On yeah, the- yeah, that was the first scene, and I came in with. All this energy ready to, like, release. You know, we had done our research and restart. We rewatched season one. And then I came in and just, like, burst into tears, the first thing that we did. And it was really good that that happened that way because the more sensitive part of the episode, I think, with the panic attack... I just have a vivid memory of Christina really like helping guide me through the panic attack, which I didn't know I needed in my life because of all the emotional work we had done thus far. It was such a challenging thing to do, but felt so, while vulnerable, very safe and a great experience.
0: The effects that we use, like it focused really heavily on you, but the sound sort of dulled out a little bit, giving you that sense of what it's like to be in a panic attack where nothing else seems to exist except what's going on in your head having that kind of representation is really important as well because not everybody understands when someone's having a panic attack exactly what's going on and you kind of get the idea that fred doesn't get it either he wants Mm -hmm. to help but he kind of doesn't get what's going on and there's no internet oh gosh we're so dependent on the internet how could you get a cabin with no wi-fi
2: Everybody but Charlie so, who seems to be absolutely flourishing without internet. Yeah, they're just like, we're stargazing, we're having the best time, no idea what's happening inside. We're in the best gay love of our lives.
0: Their relationship is so beautiful. And I mean, and Fred and Anna are there too, and they have a thing where they talk for the first time, but you know, that's inconsequential.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love the little side eye that Anna gives Fred on the staircase, she's like, yeah, I would talk to someone the way that I wish I was spoken to. Ooh! Yeah, those are cutting words from Anna. (laughs) I don't know if if Fred catches it. It is absolutely pointed from Anna, though. It's beautiful. (laughs) One of my absolute favorite memories is Anya and that cinematography work and the angles that she gets. (laughs) If you want to talk about that. Because in these most vulnerable and somber scenes, she is in your face. <laughs> she I'm is so not, sorry. <laughs> not leaving any crumbs, nothing. For... <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm like right there. So, honestly, like kudos to you. I don't know how you actors pull it off. I would not be able to do it.
0: So, it's like be emotionally vulnerable right to the camera, directly in your face.
2: Right. And it's such Giant-wise. a delicate balance. You don't want to look right at it because that, I think, looking towards the camera, besides breaking a wall is very vulnerable. I think if you look closely at that panic attack scene, there's not a moment that I 100% look towards the camera. I'm kind of looking down, looking at my castmates for support and guidance.
1: Yeah, and we did get closer to you, even yes, than normal, because it was a handheld shot to make it kind of unstable. Things that we think about, like, oh, we're not going to keep the camera still, we're going to move it, because it's a very, like, shaky scene.
0: Eva-13? Jessamine was in this one. Yeah, she got her cameo. Anna and Sophie are having coffee. Sophie has a really, well, impactful for me conversation about how difficult it is when you're a and people in your life are prioritizing romantic relationships. There's a whole thing about how Anna and Fred are both basically running away and that's how they deal with problems because Anna's kind of running back to working with her dad. And Fred's thinking about running away overseas, and Marisol calls Anna out on it. Charlie and Lewis are both exercising, and Lewis keeps texting Fred, who, and this is in my notes, who is ghosting him like an asshole. <laughs>
2: well yeah. done. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are several painful bits in this episode, but you see the text pop up on Fred's phone as Lewis, bracket, cheese party, close bracket.
1: Yeah, that's how he has Lewis in his phone. I don't know if you noticed that, Derry. Oh my! Lewis Cheese Party. Yeah.
0: And so, if oh. he's established that being dating for six weeks at this point,
1: I don't think it's malicious. He just never changed it. He was like, "Oh, here's this guy that I met," and like,
2: but you have yeah, notes like that. Meanwhile, has to say Fred is? Wentworth every time. Fre- Fred Wentworth. Fred Wentworth. Who's Fred Wentworth? You don't know who Fred Wentworth is? <laughs>
0: And so you can see not only is Lewis sending one text, there's a screen full of texts that he's sent Fred that Fred uh-huh. has ignored. And then he gets excited because he gets a message. And it's just Ben. Ben who's done something thoughtful for him, but it's just Ben. This felt like a therapy session when Charlie goes, do you think Fred is spending this much time stressing about you? Oh,
2: yeah. Lewis needed to wake up call. It's an entirely. awful lesson to learn, too. I mean, speaking from personal experience, you know, when you just said too much and you just can't take it back. Couldn't delete text back then.
0: I mean, you still count
2: on some apps, unfortunately. A moment of silence for those apps.
1: <laughs> I like the just been moment. I feel like we're showing that, or at least trying to show that everyone is a little bit of an asshole in their own way. Like <laughs> they're all like wrapped up in their own issues and not, you know, not seeing certain things and some sometimes I worry like, oh, did we not like redeem Fred enough? Does he suck too much? And then I'm like, you know, they're all humans and they all
2: suck in their own special ways. This episode was really fun because I don't think there's a lot of episodes that me and Charlie have a lot of dialogue together. And of course it's a deep one like this. And it's it's honestly so fun so it kinda of slaps you in the face when she says that quote to you. And you feel so bad. It's so, do you know your worth? I wish you knew your worth because I love you and you're my brother. When someone's in that loop, they just don't want to listen. It was a walk down memory lane.
0: <laughs> it's really lovely in the rewatch noticing the relationship between Lewis and Charlie because even in the first season, they have bits about them talking about Lois's anxiety together. And it helps build up to this point in the last episode where Lewis... Has his panic attack, yeah, and it all really ties into before the party where he's in the mirror, and now you can see where that all comes together. Because if you're watching just from the start and you just see the bit with the party scene, you're like, Oh, he's excited to meet someone, and he's a little mm-hmm. nervous, and you don't necessarily get that it's anxiety that he's always dealing with.
2: Yeah, we really took a stab at that in this season, yeah. We really took well, it to and, the next level.
1: It was yeah. weird because it wasn't intentionally meant to be two seasons like it was supposed to be all filmed at the same time so it was always like a thread that was there but obviously with the first five episodes we didn't have much time planting the seeds
0: it transitions well though because I only realized we'd hit season two because of Ben's here
1: we had different locations you know there's some locations we couldn't get back because it was how many years later two, three? two. two years right I can't do math. I think it was three
2: years. Was it three um, years?
1: Yeah. Oh my So and I, yeah, everyone's hair was different. So we're like, well there's no there's no
2: matching it. Like it's just, it's just what it is. But you believe it. I mean it's not actually tell us, Francis, is it something that you caught right away?
0: I mean when I watched the two seasons separately, yes. But this time oh, rewatching through from the start to prep for these episodes, I didn't realise we'd hit season two. And then I went, mm-hmm. Oh yeah Ben's here, we must be in season two. When did we
1: have season two? <laughs>
0: so it works.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like as long as the story works well enough, it's it's fine, right? We can just <laughs> pretend we don't see. It.
0: So did you have the scripts for season two when you were filming season one? Because I thought I saw that you were working on them in between.
1: We did, but by the time we were actually filming season two, a lot was different. Like So much changed. So yes, like we did have the big story stuff. And we did have a script, but as for how much of that actually made it into season two, not a
2: ton of it. So I thought the arch was pretty true to the outline you sent in season one, though. Yeah. They had sent a listing of all the possible episodes of what what, what the mm-hmm. content was when we were filming season one to get an idea. I forgot about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, you know, the, the camping trip was there, and I was like, how are they going to do this one? Yeah. Are we all going to starve, Rock? One
1: for a while, we really were gonna go camping. Like we really were. We, <gasps> oh. had, we had asked people, like, "Are you available to like come to a cabin?" Or like, it would it would have been like camping because I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like Lewis. You want to know what that monologue he gives? That's me. <laughs> oh.
2: oh no. So, I've yeah, never been camping myself.
1: I don't recommend it, but some people do.
0: <laughs> I mean, we have electricity these days and running water and soft beds. We don't yeah. have to live like that anymore.
1: Some like, go out that. and enjoy nature and then come back to a shower.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clean up. Wash the ticks off your body. <laughs> yeah. uh, Why sleep with them?
0: <laughs> so Derek, I understand that you're pushing for a sequel or season three.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's already there. Honestly, it's in the text. We yeah. just have to find people to produce it and start filming. People I, to I, produce I, it! <laughs> I mean... Am I out? I've been kicked out. I, bought, owns the- I bought Rational Creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love the idea of a spin off of Ben and Lewis on a trip, a road trip, where, you know, Lewis feels a little bit safe and maybe they bring the baby. The baby? <laughs> the baby. What, what is the, the, n- the is- name for f- Fred and Anna? Is it Frana? Yeah. <laughs> and at frana yeah. i think frana have a baby
0: oh and wow we,
2: yeah either we are taking care of it on the road
0: you kidnapped so the baby pain. haven't you you've gone we're gonna kidnap their baby
2: we're gonna kidnap the baby or something happened to them those two and we just have to find them maybe they're missing oh wait i okay hold up what if fred needs to travel and anna says you know what i didn't do it my whole life now's the time and they leave Charlie soul, the baby, without saying a word. And so we have to get into an RV, which is already going to be kind of tough for Lewis because he doesn't like camping. And it's also so many unknowns every single day. But Ben is so supportive of Lewis. And he says, I'll do anything. If you want to find Fred and Anna, then we'll do it. And Charlie soul, of course, have to go. I mean, it's like a non-negotiable.
0: They would be very excited
2: about the road trip of it, I think.
0: But then they would have to leave, their Le- leave
2: the new house. Leave the new house? Yeah, they bought a house at the end of the series, but they're not leaving it forever. We're coming back as soon as we find them. It's just, it's just three more seasons. They're getting some renovations done, so they're just gonna go RVing. Yeah, uh, it's a road trip. trip, which is different than camping. So I think it's a little bit. But what's like the big conflict besides the fact that you know Fred and Alan are missing? Because I feel like we need more. Well, we can workshop it. I you know. sound oh, like a no. big maybe They'll I'm have to sad. bring their
0: dogs Their, their two dogs and the RV That would be enough conflict
2: Dogs and the True. RV too Dogs baby And the RV's broken Because we bought it Or Louis buys it used
0: Oh because he was so excited He went I found a really cheap one
2: And everyone oh, yeah. goes
0: oh god Louis
2: Charlie soul look I know that you just bought a house So I didn't want to buy something too expensive for this trip <laughs> And now we're broken down in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I love it. I love it. I think that <laughs> you can schedule. You can schedule the shoot though. Like, should I start you- the doodle poll right now? Yeah, start the doodle poll. We're gonna need several years to fill it out. <laughs> <laughs> Season three filming in Chicago, yeah, twenty twenty four. Okay.
0: Good James direction.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it has to be the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Closing question: Before I go on to what are you guys working on at the moment? The tagline for Rational Creatures is fall back in love. Do you guys think that Anna and Fred were ever out of love?
2: I love this question. That is a good question. I want to hear what you say first, Anya. Okay.
1: I think that they had to be in love the whole time. But, like, you know, it's
2: kind of like on the back burner. Like, I don't know. I, I'm going to
1: think. I'm going to think a little bit.
2: Okay. Think I there? think. Oh my gosh. I think that yes, a little bit of both here. And that's kind of beautiful. I think that they are always in love. And they find that they're growing apart, and it scares them, right? But they see each other years later. And though they've grown, that desire for each other only seems stronger and more attractive. And they fall into a new kind of love that's even more tempting and unreal. This is gonna sound really cheesy, but I do think they had to
1: spend some time apart to like, fall in love with themselves and I know that yeah it sounds trite but like part of what we tried to do was not just have them getting together again be like the end-all be-all like hopefully they've learned some things about themselves and like are working on not falling into the same patterns of running away when they're afraid of things so yeah like I agree with Derek it's a there's they were in love but like it's a different kind of love and it's a different like perspective on the love but also also we just thought it was a good tagline (laughs) you can't fight that and it's a good tagline I don't know what do you think Francis I'm curious
0: so if we're talking about the text and the novel it indicates that they were both in love with each other the whole time and Anne was aware of it, but Fred wasn't. He was like, no, I'm so over her. I'm totally over her. Seriously, trust me, I'm over her." But it's a bit harder to tell in the web series whether it is that they're still in love with each other or whether it's just that they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a really long time and it was awkward. They don't have that much interaction, really. There's definitely still something there. Like when the first time they run into each other and they're in the kitchen and you're like, Oh, what's what's going on between them? Are they are they mm-hmm. like this is awkward and we must run away? Or is it a, oh, we're drawn together and we must kiss? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I kinda like that you could interpret it either way.
1: Yeah, I mean I obviously the whole series is very like in a way loosey goosey, like subtexty, like you can choose what you read into things and there's a lot of uh what what they call fanfic gaps i think
0: <laughs> what are you working on at the moment
2: right now i'm choreographing for matter dance company and we have a couple of performances coming up throughout the year i'm also working with still dance at and the chicago cultural center for a trilogy that'll be taken on hopefully next year and then we are premiering hummingbirds for boy films
1: yeah, so by the time this comes out, that will be out and people will be able to watch
2: it, right? Yes. And where can people find that? You could maybe find it on YouTube, but it might be on Vimeo or so. I'll have it on my website.
1: Anya, what are you looking for? Still wrapping up Rational Creatures stuff, like crowdfunding perks and stuff like that. But the four of us, our co-creators, are you know working on stuff behind the scenes and we're hoping to make a short film at some point in the future. So hopefully when this episode comes out, I mean, we'll still be working on it, but like know that we are working on things and we have ideas.
0: This has been Anna Steiner and Derek Kaysada. I'm Frances Duncan. Links to the socials are in the notes. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy watching. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!